0: Hey, do you know you can watch some of the old Rewatchables episodes on youtube.com slash Bill Simmons? Yeah. Including Rosillo's award-winning performance on The Town. We have complete episodes on there. We also just put up a 13-minute, 250-movie, classic clip montage thing that you should go check out. Go check it out at youtube.com slash Bill Simmons. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Sonic. You know what sounds good after a long day? Ice cream. I love ice cream. Right now is the perfect time to get some. Sonic has half price shakes every night after 7 p.m. when you order online or in the app. Just think of it, all that creamy, soft serve, hand-mixed with your favorite flavors for half the price in any size. Listen, a lot of people like Goofy Shakes. I like Vanilla Shakes. You can throw 40 flavors at me. You know what I'm gonna order? You know what I love the most? Vanilla Shakes. It's perfect because me and my family... At least once a week, we still all get ice cream together when we're together. Grab Sonic Half Price Shakes after 7 p.m. now. Exclusions apply. Available for a limited time only at participating Sonic Drive Ins. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where we have put up 250 movies of the rewatchables. This is 251. Can we get to 500? I feel like we can. I feel like it can happen. Go check out that YouTube clip we you put up because uh, it was all 250 movie posters and a lot of clips from over the years. A couple things that I had forgotten about. Man, it was so much more fun. We used to tape these in person. So movie 251, Tango, Cash, Cash, Tango. Oh yeah, it's Tango and Cash with Shea Serrano. It's all next. When two of LA's top rival cops... Are the second best cop in LA? That's funny, I hear the same thing about you. Go gunning
1: for trouble. They drive each other crazy. Tango and Cash. Did you sleep with my sister? I was
0: so drunk, I honestly, I don't remember, okay? Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell are Tango and Cash. Rated R. Starts Friday, December 22nd at a theater near you. Okay, Shea Serrano is here. It's been a while. He's been doing stuff, yes, he's making TV shows, flying yes. around the I'm country, back, baby. Now he's back, and we're and we're throwing him back in the fire with the final film of the 1980s. Tango and Cash was the last film released in the theaters. I think they just they decided after this, there's no reason to release any more films in the 80s. This this uh, did you it. You got
2: to start a whole new
0: decade after <laughs> this movie comes <laughs> start out. Start over, reset <laughs> button. Let's go again. Um, Ray Tango and Gabe Cash, the names are hilarious. This is an amalgam, a mishmash of like eight different 80s action movies where they're just like, we're going to rip off this. We're taking this, (laughs) we're going to do this, we got this. And it was not critically well-reviewed, but after 33 years, it lives on in our hearts. It is ridiculous. I love it. It's entertaining. What do you love about this movie the most?
2: I love every single thing about this movie the most. I so I I rewatched this I rewatched it a, a couple of times in 2018 or so when I was working on the movie book, right? Yeah. And I was like, let me I'm just rewatching every single thing and then this one came and I was like, let me see it again, let me see it again. And every and uh, so I hadn't seen it since then. I rewatched it last night and then this morning. And every single time I watch it, a thing happens, and and I say to myself, "That's my favorite part of this movie." And then ten seconds later, another thing happens, and I'm like, "That's my favorite part of this movie." It's fucking perfect. It's so deliciously perfect.
0: So I would say, I mean, the most the movie it most probably tries to rip off is Lethal Weapon, because you even have yeah. Kurt Russell with the Mel Gibson hairdo,
1: yeah, and he's like the little, <laughs> he's
0: a little dangerous. He's on the edge. He's playing against the rules. So you have that. Stallone they're going in a whole other direction where I think he's like I don't know is he like Gordon Gecko on Wall Street crossed with a cop like he's taking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stock calls <laughs> earnings calls he's taking in the police office um, That's it's like favorite this, shit. it's this new version of Stallone he's got like the really tight haircut he's got glasses he's wearing a uh, nice clothes. So I guess that's how they spun the buddy cop gimmick. (laughs) There's some 48 hours in here where these guys don't like each other, but they get thrown together. And, and it's just all over the place. It has one of the most improbable plot twists I think we've ever had in one of these action movies where these guys just get framed for a murder. Everybody's like, Oh yeah, they did it. And they're just in jail.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's the best shit, man. It's so, it's so fun. They, they, Somebody says to Sylvester Stallone, What's a margin call? Somebody <laughs> says that to him just in the <laughs> after he just fucking he did a. I had completely forgotten that they call out exactly how much how big of a bust his cocaine bust was to start the movie. Yeah, like when it with the truck, one billion dollars. He does a one billion dollar cocaine bust by himself <laughs> in the first four minutes of the movie. I went through, I went through one of those like inflation calculators to see if it's worth a billion dollars in 1989. It's $2.3 billion today. He did a $2. Wow. $2.3 billion. The biggest cocaine bust ever it was like 20,000 tons, 40,000 pounds or so. He, he, he himself found 80,000 pounds of cocaine <laughs> and just took it off the street. And it's an aside. It's just like, <laughs> hey, he did that by the way. And then they just keep it rolling. That's how it starts, Bill.
0: With with no help, with no additional no cops help. involved. Yeah.
2: They tell him, good luck, good
0: luck. <laughs> Tango and Cash are being covered like they're LeBron James and Kevin Durant. Yeah, they're just yeah. on the front page <laughs> of the article every time. They did it again. <laughs> it's like, I don't know the names of one cop, like, in my entire life. I don't think I've known the name of a cop, but these guys are just household names. They're talking about them on first take. Uh, the other funny thing they ripped off is they they have a Harold Faltermeyer soundtrack, a synth soundtrack. He was the guy that did mm-hmm. Fletch and Beverly Hills Cop and a bunch of yeah. like the iconic '80s synthesizer things. And obviously, they went to him at the eleventh hour and like, "Hey, do you have anything else?" Is there like a you know anything you didn't use for a movie? He's like, ah, "I got this one thing I made five years ago. Do you want this?" And so that's in there. So everything is a discount version of probably a better '80s action movie, and yet this movie's elite. This movie, it's one of the last self-aware, uh, non-self-aware movies I think that's happened where they're trying to be glib and stuff. But by like 1992, I've, I I just feel like there's been too many of these and now we're more self-aware with how we're making these. But this is the year of, Roadhouse comes out this year, 1989. Um, Lethal Weapon 2, I think, came out this year. This is one of the great action movies ever. Von Damme had, it wasn't Bloodsport, it was... Uh, what was the one after Bloodsport? Kickboxer? Kickboxer? Yeah. 89 is yeah. just a murderer's row of action movies and none of them are self-aware, which is why we love them. Correct?
2: Yeah, definitely. And what's, what, what's interesting to me about this one is that it begins to approach being self-aware. They do the whole Rambo bit in there at the yeah. start. And they're like, Hey, we're going to kind of make fun of ourselves a little bit in here, but they give you just a piece of that. And they're like, but also take this completely seriously. We're 100% (laughs) serious. It's a joke, but take it seriously. You know what I mean? It's so good. I think when Last Action Hero came out is when everything sort of started shooting the other direction because they were very clearly making fun of themselves. But this, I think this is like, it beats that by a couple of years.
0: So Stallone's at a weird point in his career here where he's the hottest, biggest star in the world in 1985, Rocky Four. Um, Rambo two, there's nobody bigger. Cobras in '86, he does over the top in '87, yes. which we somehow yes. have not done on the rewatchables yes. yet. I don't know. I, I blame myself. <laughs> um, the greatest, almost divorce movie of all time. Does Ram? It starts to fall apart in '88. Rambo three, I don't think any mm-hmm. of us were totally happy with Rambo three. Mm-hmm. And then in '89, two prison movies basically. He does Tango and Cash, but then Lockup.
2: Lock which up is, is an, really good, Bill. Really good.
0: <laughs> I'm in a lockup. Really <laughs> Donald really Sutherland good. as the evil warden, but he just goes to prison twice. Rocky Five, which never happened in 1990. That's a, they should ban that from IMDb. And then he makes Oscar in '91, which was like kind of a mafia cop comedy. He plays Angelo Snaps Provolone, and then Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, which is a legendary bust in '92. So this is kind of the tail end before. It really falls apart for him and then he regains it with Cliffhanger. But he's in a he's officially kind of in a drought. This movie was not well received. I think belatedly it became a rewatchable. But in the moment, I think people were like, what the hell is this? There's a famous stuff about three directors in this film, Shay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They fired the they fired the original director two-thirds of the way through the movie, and two other people finished it. So in the business there was a lot of buzz like oh my god this movie's going to be a train wreck but it made more money i think than it, than they spent
2: so th- when this this movie came out i was 8 years old is when it's in theaters i, I don't i i definitely didn't see it in a theater i saw it, it was one of those ones when it like comes on tv so maybe like by 1991 92 i seen it so i'm 10 or 11 years old and i thought this was the best shit i had ever seen <laughs> in my life yeah. in my life i had i had never before seen a thing where they talk about a movie that another that the actor was in previously I'd never seen that before and I remember just being my fucking brain was scrambled I'm like I'm so confused right now that's what's happening is he Rambo what's going on here but it's funny to hear you mention like they rip off a bunch of stuff that other buddy cop action movies did that decade so it shouldn't be better than them but I think it's better than almost every single one like just Watching it now, give me fucking Tango and Cash, basically over everyone.
0: Well, they tried really hard to make this like a glib, funny, ball-busting, mm-hmm. back-and-forth thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think Lethal Weapon had a little bit, but not as much as this. 48 Hours, it was there was way more animosity with the guys, but same kind of thing, where they're just busting yeah. each other's balls. And in this one, it's clear Stallone wanted to be in a movie like this, because mm-hmm. you go through his IMDb, he's in no movies where he's getting off jokes, you know, there, there's some Rocky three, some Rocky three, maybe with him and Apollo, like busted each other's the chops a little bit. But other than that, pretty serious career. Like he's in Nighthawks, he's in Victory, he's in the Rambo movies, not a lot of laughs. So he's clearly, <laughs> he's clearly there's making no a Vietnam career decision. Yeah. he's making a career decision. <laughs> I have this really funny side to me that people don't know about. So I love that part. Cause that's the, I would never call Stallone like a hilarious guy. But in this, he's no, kind of he's funny. Not. I got to say, he pulls it off.
2: He's he's really he's really fun here. What was it? What was it like when you saw this? And you you already had this history with him, like you mentioned of seeing the other ones. And then he shows up, complete like in a whole completely different
0: person. You, you you just bought it immediately. You were in. Stallone was the season tickets guy for me. Was he okay? It's That's just fair. like Stallone has a movie coming out. We're going. They would show the trailer in yeah. the movie. It's like done in, and. Yeah. You know, I saw all of these in the theater. I saw Rainbow Three, Lock Up, Tango Cash, Rocky Five, which I saw with my buddy Jim Grady. We I drove to Colgate. He was going to Colgate. We drove. Part of the reason I went was so we could go see Rocky Five in the theater, which we saw I think in the Sanger Town Mall. And it was w- it was like a quiet drive home. We were just like, "It's over. Stallone's <laughs> over. Rocky's over." And uh, but Cliffhanger was like uh, the season tickets came back with Cliffhanger. I feel like, and then he then he kind of rips off you know, the demolition man and um, daylight and all movies that I really liked that. I don't feel like when we did assassins, right? Assassins. Um, but when we did the copland rewatchables in part of the research, it was like Stallone felt like he was in a slump. And I just wish I could have told him in 1996, like, you're not in a slump, Sly. Hey, you're You're, fucking killing it. You're banging out winners. (laughs) Don't you feel bad about what you're doing? (laughs) because daylight cliffhanger <laughs> to me and like we're going to be doing those the rewatchables at some point um As you should anyway uh so stallone i th- feels like he's trying to reinvent himself a little bit because he's in sequel hell here with the rambos and the rockies russell he's i i wouldn't say he's red hot here he did from 86 to 89 best of times big trouble in little china which Perfect. i became Perfect became a thing. I don't know how well it did in the theaters, but became a thing. Overboard didn't do well. Perfect. Tequila Sunrise mm-hmm. um, was a thing, even though I think everybody was disappointed by it. But it was, you know, Robert Town. It's, um, but Tank on Cash. I feel like he's amazing in this movie. I, I like he's so I, good. I I actually I'm really. We'll talk about why there was never a sequel to this movie later. But I actually wish he had played more like sarcastic cops in movies. I think he could have done it as well as like he easily could have been in Die Hard. He could have yeah. played he could have played the Bruce Willis character. He could have played the Mel Gibson character. I feel like he could have done all this stuff, but I you know, mm-hmm. he just didn't want it. Don't you think?
2: Yeah, he, so I always I always have like a soft spot in my heart for a talent like a genuinely talented top-level Oscar caliber actor like a Kurt Russell. Like a like a Denzel Washington, like a Charlize Theron, who decides to make an action movie, right? And like and and so he just shows up and he starts doing all this other this other shit. Very clearly, obviously, a brilliant actor. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to make Big Trouble in Little China, where I fight some fucking mystic uh, enemies or whatever. I'm going to make Tango in Cash. I'm going to make fucking what? Like he does all of that, and then he jumps back and he's like, now I'm going to do Tombstone and show it back off again. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I love I love when a guy does that. Um, I really really like him in this movie. I think Kurt Russell is as cool as it gets. Just like as a as a as a person as an actor, like you put him on the screen and he just looks great. He sounds great. He moves great. He does every single thing. Yeah, you want to hang out with him? You, oh, I want to hang out with him so bad, so fucking bad.
0: I think I've told this story before on the rewatchables, but I'll tell it again. We he came in to do a podcast once when we were in the old offices. Mm-hmm. And it was like a 10 a.m. podcast, and he showed up by himself. He's wearing a leather jacket, and he stunk of cigarettes. And I was like, "This is amazing." It yes. <laughs> was just—he had, <laughs> had the black coffee he was holding in a cup. Just he showed sweat, up as Snake like
2: Pliskin, <laughs> right? He basically did. He's
0: only missing the eye patch. It was great. So, this film was directed, Tango and Cash, by Andre Kotschewsky, who then got fired with about a third to go, and they took. Albert Magnoli who directed Purple Rain and then another guy, Peter McDonald, who basically took over the filming Um, that John Peters, the famous producer who gets parodied in licorice pizza. He's at the height of his crazy powers. Now he's, he's working. He's about to go to Sony with Peter Gruber and he's just like running a mock. So he runs a mock over this movie. He decides, I don't like where this movie's going. They have all these creative, uh, creative issues. And, so Konchalovsky apparently wrote a memoir in 1999 called Elevating Deception. And he said part of the problem was Stallone wanted the film to be more serious and Peters wanted it to be goofier and campier. I think mm-hmm. Peters was in the right. He was 100% in the right. Sly, why are you making a serious movie? The whole point of this is you're flexing the other side. We're, yeah. I, I, <laughs> so anyway, they, they're making basically two different movies. They're way behind schedule and they're, I think, 11 weeks behind when the movie is supposed to be done. It's got a December 15th release. Uh-oh, oh They're racing to finish it with different directors. You've heard the term wet prints, right? I think we've only mentioned that term like in two other Rewatchables movies where- I have not. What does that mean? So wet print means they're so close to the deadline of when it's in the theater that they're basically just putting out the finished edit, and they haven't even like, Cut copies, send it to critics, oh, anything. I it's just you. like it's basically like postmates it to the movie theater. So <laughs> it's a wet print. It missed its budget by 20 million dollars. It ended up being a 54 million dollar budget. It was supposed to be 35, but it made 120.4 million. Our guy Roger Ebert refused to review it. I had to go really? to his yeah, I had to go to a Siskel and Ebert TV show clip where him and Siskel kill it, and Ebert says, Tango and cash is a waste of valuable electricity. We're gonna have Craig play the clip. It's not that I don't like movies about two cops and lots of special effects, it's just
1: that I don't like bad movies about two cops and lots of special effects, and Tango and Cash is a waste of valuable electricity. I mean, I think they should have just not made this movie. There is nothing there that is worth anybody's time to see. It's a no-brainer movie. It doesn't even make the slightest difference when you walk in. You can start right, this movie true. at any time. If you happen to have it at home on videotape, you know, you can just start it at a random and then rewind it and come in from the beginning. It's a loop. It's a loop of very few ice cracks, lots of explosions, lots of guns. Jack Palance playing with his mic, which is supposed to make him into some kind of a character. Plus right. his obsolete TV screens that were out about 10 years ago.
0: Come on. So yeah, Ebert hated this. I don't think the reviews were kind. And yet 33 years later, the movie is amazing. Here uh, we are. And we got to do the category. So we're going to take a break. This episode is supported by a State Farm. Think about your first reaction after you have an accident. What do you do? You scream, oh no, or man, why did this happen? On the flip side, let's say you buy a new car or you lease a new car, get in there and it smells great and you're like, man, this is awesome. But just remember, really the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need. Have coverage options to protect the things you value most. File claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to somebody. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Spring comes with a lot of chores because, you know, spring cleaning. One thing you can clean up right away, your phone bill. Just switch to Mint Mobile. They have unlimited talk, text, data plants for $15 a month when you buy a 3 month plan. $15 a month. That's like you can subscribe to two movie channels for that. I mean, what a great deal. Also, super easy to switch plans. Everyone gets so intimidated by oh my God, I don't know if I should switch my plan. It's not that hard. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash rewatch. That's us. That's mintmobile.com slash rewatch. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. For first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. All right, most rewatchable scene. The opening scene, (laughs) which steals from a Jackie Chan movie in the mid-'80s. I can't remember what movie where he stands in the highway with the gun and he's just shooting into the windshield trying to get the gun to jam on its brakes. they, They just rip it off. It's fine. They were um, taking just every... Si- hey, they, they did were. that cool thing. Let's do that too. Yeah. Every single thing. It's and the incredible. guys go through the windshield. He's got the shooting. And then after we have the... You You need the staple in the 80s movies where the guy goes, I want your badge. Yeah. You always got to yes. get that. And Stallone's like playing it cool. He shoots a bullet in the gas tank. Cocaine comes out. Um, but that's when we get the... He thinks he's Rambo. And Stallone says Rambo is a pussy.
1: Did you check the first panel? full of gas, sir. We checked the whole truck, asshole. There's nothing in it. And you're out of your neighborhood, big city boy. I want your badge. I want your weapon. I want your ass. Who in the fuck do you think you are? He thinks he's Rambo. Rambo is a pussy.
0: I think you're right. I think this was the first cross the beam moment with movie characters.
2: I, I can't remember one before it. Um, there's probably been one, but this is for me. It was 100 percent the first time I saw anything like that. And and the first time that happens in your life, this was this yeah. was this was on, on par with with seeing fucking Vanilla Ice show up in Ninja Turtles two, <laughs> or or when Boys to Men showed up on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, like what is happening? Right. right, just Such an important moment in my life.
0: It's across the beams moment, um, yeah. yeah. So we also in this scene in the opening scene. I mean, a lot happens in five minutes. So much. Jack Polans, the famous actor from the fit, from the bad guy in <laughs> Shane, who's having a bad guy run. Um, they drive by with the limo, mm-hmm. and it cuts to him, and he does the tango. Cash.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cash <laughs> tango. <laughs> Tango. He's done it to us again. And if it isn't Tango, it's cash. Tango and cash. Cash and Tango. These two cops are driving me crazy. We have to do something about this. I
0: agree. <laughs> with the two evil guys in the limo with them, and it's just like, all right, this movie's off. I, this is really the peak year of just insane action movie villains because we also have Brad Wesley in Roadhouse same year who is the single we haven't done Roadhouse yet the rewatchables but Brad Wesley he's a 10 Palance is like a like a a Uh, 9.5 maybe 9 but Brad Wesley is a 10 let's be clear we'll never top Brad Wesley Um, never but this is like I don't know what he's doing he's this massive massive uh, I guess drug kingpin who has these what, what'd you say the bust was? A hundred million? 100.
2: Uh, no, a billion dollars. A billion it's dollar a, bust. So a he's
0: billion dollars. Moving that kind of money out. But then he's got this weird lair with just a bunch of TVs that's dark. There's no lights. And Dude. like three henchmen.
1: He's and doing my, a billion
0: dollars in drugs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just, I couldn't. There's no. The, 80% of this movie doesn't make any sense. Like at all. <laughs> Like, why is he driving by the scene as it's happening? They're out in the fucking desert somewhere in right. the middle of nowhere.
0: Yeah, he why does he, he have a limo by there?
2: With the other two, like nobody noticed. Nobody took, Nobody glanced over and saw the three most powerful drug dealers on the planet hanging out, cruising by. Nobody, that, that's not weird to anybody else
0: ridiculous well that there was this weird desert era too with these action movies where because 48 hours 2 has a big desert scene when reggie hammond's bus flips over Mm -hmm. in the desert but there's a lot of like they love like the long which one of the lethal weapons either one or two has what same kind of scenery but they loved like being out in the middle of nowhere but meanwhile there's police cars everywhere yeah it looks great uh next scene i mean that it's really hard to top that first five minutes but we're, we're gonna do it tango and cash um well i mean shit the whole first half hour is rewatchable. I'm, <laughs> I'm going for the big ones when they they go to prison God, now you can give me favorite. the trial for a rewatchable scene because i let like go kurt russell gets mad but they go to prison the guys pull them out of their rooms they go down that laundry room shoot, which i thought was really cool and there's jack palance down there in the in the thing, and they electrocute these dudes. <laughs> like that fucker and is it everywhere. It has to be the best everywhere. electrocution <laughs> scene. It oh my
2: god! It looks like it hurts so bad. It looked like it hurts so bad when Kurt Russell just starts shaking in the. Oh my god, what is going on?
0: And then they start doing Stallone and Kurt. Right, they cut to Kurt Russell and he's like Tango. <laughs> like he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but they go to Stallone because by rule with any Stallone movie from. 1982 to 1996. There has to be a scene where he he vibrates in some way and goes. <laughs> they, there yeah, needs to be yeah. some. So they're able to get that out. They got that out in the first half hour. This also has cash with the classic. Um,
1: you want to cut my throat? Go ahead. Huh? You want to cut my fucking head off and use it for a fucking basketball? You can fool the motherfucker for all I care killed by this limey immigrant jerk-off! I want to get killed by an American! Jerk-off! You fucking wanker! Put it away
0: for now! Yeah. Hilarious. Incredible um, work. Next one I have is the prison escape. Nothing better than the prison escape with the double cross where uh, it was like, he told us to go this way! Oh! yeah, uh, a, pri- a prison escape
2: with a double cross that turns out not to be a double cross. They were he was genuinely trying to help him. He got murdered while yeah. trying to help him. Also, the villain or not the like the main villain is sort of orchestrating everything. The Cra- guy mean with crazy the,
0: crazy face guy.
2: The, his name in the movie is literally face. Like that's yeah. what he's listed as. Uh, he shows up. He's fucking bossing guards around. Like right. like I don't know what's going on. Um, it's happening at night in the rain, and they got a fucking. Zip line to get like it's every single thing. Bill, again, my favorite part's my favorite part.
0: <laughs> I think that scene is in the running for me though. That scene is elite. Everything about it, you got Stallone like putting the stick through the fans so Kurt Russell can oh, get back God. through. And he gets to <laughs> show his muscles. He gets to do it again. It he, gets again. Do his, he gets to do it again. <laughs> um also the the jumping toward the electric cable,
2: yes, where they're yes. jumping
0: in the air, but then they cut and all of a sudden they're like like Randy Macho Man Savage sideways, even though yes. from the wide shot, their legs are, da- are pointed down um, mm-hmm. with the belt in the mouth. Great stuff all the way around. And these guys drop multiple times by like 25 feet in this movie.
2: They fall a lot. Up from. Fo- he's doing 40 miles an hour down the zip line. <laughs> he just drops straight. He drops 75 feet. And it's yeah, just Yeah, he's, like, he's, he's like, up, all right, you oh. go that
0: way. I'll go this way. And everything's yeah. great. <laughs> um, the strip joint scene is one of the most 80s scenes possible. I don't know what's going on. There's never been a nicer strip joint than that strip joint, especially in the 80s. It's it's basically yeah. like the fanciest nightclub you've ever been in. There's gimmicks. Terry Hatcher comes out. Give her some drumsticks. She's like all of a sudden turning into vanity or <laughs> Sheila, Sheila E. Yeah. <laughs> She's Sheila E in the drums doing some sort of strip thing. <laughs> Cash is there with 40 cops looking for him. None of them see him. And then he puts on a wig and some makeup and fools everybody.
2: Slides right on out of there. (laughs) It's uh,
0: (laughs) really something. The, uh, I really like the, so the ponytail guy with the crazy Cockney accent. Yeah. Is also the Iceman in 48 Hours too. Mm Mm-hmm who is also in 48 Hours 1. The flaw with the second 48 Hours is that if you watch the first 48 Hours, there's no way this guy is the Iceman. But in the 48 Hours sequel, all of a sudden he is. And it's like, well, I can't unsee what I saw in 48 Hours 1. He (laughs) was the Iceman. He had nine different ways to just screw these guys over. So that makes no sense. Anyway, Brian James is his name. They have the scene where they're hanging him upside down off a building, which I love. That was another 80s staple, right? They stole that from Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe one, maybe a Schwarzenegger movie too. How many times did we have somebody being dangled over a building in the oh '80s? God, At so least many. like five. I mean, I Schwarzenegger definitely does it in Commando. Yeah, with the
2: with the, with the one guy when he drops him.
0: Remember, I Le- told you I'd kill you last, Sully. I, yeah, I, yeah. Sh- Lethal Weapon. A, yeah, they have they, it. It's a ton. So they have that, and then the grenades thing. I like that, and then um, the ending. There's a double fight scene, which. I, you're the expert on this. How many times have we had two heroes in a simultaneous fight scene where we can cut back and forth between the fights when they're near each other? It's a great device.
2: It's a great device. They do it here. They do it double impact. Jean Claude right? Van Damme who's double doing it twice impact. himself. Like it's it's it, yeah. Whenever you
0: can orchestrate the double fight, you got to do it. You got to do it. Double Fight was great. Um any what any other re, I mean the whole movie's rewatchable but any other rewatchable scenes that have to be in there? Uh, I think those are the one you
2: definitely mentioned the one I was going to I was hoping for which was I don't know if you have to break up the prison six the prison section just because it's so long. I specifically like when they're walking into the prison for the first time and they got their stuff their 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 supplies. Right. Beat their roommates. And it's fucking raining litter and yeah. fire and they're just having a chat Tango,
1: you don't like yes, you know really hate what litter god damn it what forgot to bring the marshmallows i don't think rehabilitation's worked in here do you Oh, they're just misunderstood really
2: and What's what's funny to me is that they mentioned being afraid they're like i'm fucking terrified right now to each other but they just still just keep on making their jokes Kurt Russell has this great, as they're walking, they walk past a fire and he's like, oh, I forgot the marshmallows or whatever. And he's like, this is incredible. Like, I love it. That's my favorite. That's my favorite part.
0: (laughs) I have the prison escape for most rewatchable. We'll go to uh, what's age the best. What's age the best? One of the things is what you just mentioned. They're putting these guys in situations where they should be way more scared and they're reacting, which is jokes and making fun of each other, and I actually believe it, because yeah. these guys go into prison; they should be dead in like twelve hours, and these guys so are like, fast. "Oh, cool! I can't wait to meet so my fast. roommate." And they're just like wrapping up. <laughs> but that was the eighties. <laughs> I mentioned how much I love. I want your badge. So, yes. here's another one: Sage Best, Jack Palance, ends up winning the Oscar for City Slickers like a year later, and if you mm-hmm. watched him in this movie. can't say it's one of the finest performances of his career, but it's hilarious in the context of 80s action movies. I would have said after this movie, the odds of Jack Pounce winning an Oscar with a movie after this movie, I would have said it was 70,000 to one. (laughs) It's just completely inconceivable. (laughs) The guy we're watching in this movie, the ship has sailed on him ever winning an Oscar. And then like a year later, it happens.
2: That's what happened. That's that's exactly what I was talking about before. An Oscar level actor decides to just, (laughs) be this person for a movie like it's the best because they do they do shit that you just that a lesser actor couldn't do his whole run in this movie every time you see him on screen he's doing or saying just the most the most like this doesn't make any sense yeah he's incoherent the other two guys are like let's just fucking kill him and he's like no that'd be too easy we don't want to do it easy (laughs) We're going to put him in prison. And then they're like, what about when they get out of prison? We're going to kill him in prison. You just said what, not to kill him. What the fuck is going on right now, sir? But it's
0: perfect. It's so good. When did that start? The Bond movies? Where What's they that? could have just killed James Bond, but they don't. They have to come up with some sort of crazy oh, way, yeah, to, gonna, some <laughs> crazy slow way to <laughs> kill him, that he could of. him. Yeah, then Austin yeah. Powers made fun of it. But uh-huh. yeah, it's just like, they're in prison, just fucking kill him right there. Why are they alive for more than one minute? Just have the roommates kill him. Also, like how do yeah. they end up going from a minimum security prison to like the worst prison in the world? It's just it's oh, the ba- the Somebody. bus got rerouted. What?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like nothing. Oh, by the way, these two guys. Um, yeah, it just it's crazy. Like when the guy shows up to try to kill Kurt Russell in the apartment, Kurt Russell's looking at himself in the mirror, and the guy busts out and shoots him in the chest a couple of times. And it turns out he wasn't really trying to kill him. He was trying to get him to the bad guy to get captured so that the bad guy could feed Kurt Russell false information so he could show up to another thing so that he could then go to another thing so that he could then get <laughs> right. killed in the other, other like what the fuck is going on right now? Yeah, Jack he, Palance, what yeah. a hero.
0: Plan B was just kill Kurt Russell the first time just with the Chinese right, guy. Right, yeah, he's, he's right there, he's right there, he's right there. shoot him in the head and <laughs> cash his car. It's gone. over. You know, we should have mentioned that as a rewatchable scene. I really like that scene when he gets shot twice by the guy, and then they have the chase, and yeah, and then he circles back and fucks him up in the uh, police station. I enjoy that more. would age the best? I think this movie created fubar. Yeah, this is the first the first recorded usage of fubar. It has to true, be right. I was going to say it's true. No, yeah. I think it is because I remember seeing the theater going fubar. What the? That's a reach. But then. It became a thing in the '90s, and I yeah. think from this movie because it was on TNT all the time. And also, it's a way to get swear without actually swearing. Yeah, um, yeah. So I do feel like that that started here. Young Terry Hatcher, I think this was mm-hmm. probably her probably her first like bigger movie. And then she has the Seinfeld. I'm going to say two, three years later, and then the Lois and Clark show, and she's and she's kind of off and famous. But um yeah. but I she was great. I actually wish she had been in more stuff, especially the uh the younger version of her. But this I think, do think this was a breakout performance for her. Yeah. Um so all the derisive Stallone nicknames for his character I enjoyed, like Beverly Hills Wap, Armani yeah. with a badge. I love <laughs> like you can see the screenwriter, like, hey, like Stallone, like, hey, we need like an insult thing for for Ray here, for Ray Tango. Can you just yeah. like all right, I wrote down, here's seven choices. I've got Armani with a badge. <laughs> I've, I've got uh, the Italian stupid stallion. All right, do Armani with a badge. That's good. Put that in there. That's a funny one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they, they go the other way too. Uh, Tango does it to Cash when, like, when he's talking with his sister. Like three times in a row, he's like, what were you doing with the elephant man? What were you
0: doing with Queen right. for a day? What were you doing? Like, I like, know, all right?
2: We get it. We get so it. glib. Just right off <laughs> we the get bat this,
0: coming up with these great <laughs> jokes. Uh, the, I love this movie's commitment to the guys making dick jokes about each other. Yeah. Because they do it in the shower and they're like, you know, it's like, all right, we kind of overdid in the showers, but let's let that one go. Nope, it's coming back. Nah, do run it back. Later. Run Calling it back. Um, another thing I love for What's Age the Best. This was the era of weird gadget guys in movies. They have this gadget guy oh, who's got the big microscope. Owen. Shout out Owen. <laughs> the big one monocle.
1: And it's just yeah. like,
0: yeah, I have this $200,000 SUV I've been working on. You guys should take it. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you're on the run, take my SUV that I've spent two years take of my it. life They making. tell him we're fully insured. Oh, you are? Okay, cool. Here
2: you go. Take my one of one.
0: That was own. another 80s thing. These, these crazy cop cars. Because Stripes had one. Um, yeah. this movie had, um, there, there's a couple more for, I'm, I'm blanking on the third one, but these, it's kind of super cars mm-hmm. that I think people for some reason felt like in the eighties, this was the future. But now when you see a car like that, I don't know, it looks kind of like a Hummer. Yeah. They, because they weren't, they weren't as advanced as we thought. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the advancements weren't as crazy as maybe we believed. What else do you have for what stage is the best? Uh, the,
2: I think Kurt Russell just. As an action star, I think yeah. he, that's my winner here. Just going back and rewatching this, Stallone, you know, Stallone's pedigree is untouchable as an action guy. Like he belongs in that whatever the top top level is, he's up there already. But you watch something like this, and you you forget that Kurt Russell belongs in that conversation too. You know what I mean? Rewatching this, I couldn't take my eyes off of him. He's, I think, he's the best part of the movie.
0: Yeah, I was thinking. When we talk about how we don't have action stars anymore, like in the same way that we did in the 80s and 90s, and people like me, they always default to Stallone and Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis. But the thing we're really missing are the Kurt Russell, Swayze type of action stars. Like the handsome kind of everyman guys who have like a little bit of a quick wit, You believe that in a fight, maybe they'll take a few hits, but they'll probably win the fight. They're resilient. They're funny. They're likable. They're handsome. They can get any girl in the movie. We don't have those guys anymore either. Like, I and I don't even know. You know, you think like the the candidates we would have had were like the Chris Evans, Gosling, you know, from from the current era, Michael B. Jordan, Mm -hmm. but none of them, none of them really got there. I like to me, Michael B. Jordan. If I was his agent. I would have told him to watch 20 of these 80s, early 90s action movies and be like, you just, you need one of these. This needs to be you. Like build a franchise. Stop fucking, don't do Creed 3. Like be a cop, (laughs) find a partner and just like rip off some lines and chase some bad guys and do, that lane is wide open. Did you watch Without
2: Remorse, that that, that action movie that Michael B. Jordan was in?
0: Without remorse. Did I miss yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Was it good?
2: It, it it's not great, but it has two really cool like action movie moments in it. He's great in it. I really like Michael B. Jordan. But there's one where where some people break into his house to like kill everybody or whatever. And Michael B. Jordan hears them. So he's going around killing them as they're trying to kill people. And it ends with like these two guys, Michael B. Jordan and one bad guy. Walking toward each other while they're shooting each other. Like they're hitting the other person and they're getting hit, but they just keep going toward each other and getting a few. There's that part. And then there's one where he's like trying to get information out of a guy and he fucking stops the car, sets the car on fire, and then gets in the back seat with them and interrogates them while they're
0: fucking in this oven cooking. I definitely haven't uh, seen it. How did I miss this movie? I'm, I'm watching it this know. weekend.
2: Um, all, all that to say, I think you're right about Michael B. Jordan. He could be that he
0: could easily be that guy if he cho- funny, if he chose to, you know. Jamie Foxx made a couple action movies, right? Like he made the one what was that one? Unstoppable in Las Vegas where he has to find his yeah. son or whatever. And anytime he made a movie like that, he always made it super serious instead of like the wisecracking 80s version of it. I just feel like yeah. Every time these guys try to make these movies now, they try to make them these kind of more serious, extravagant, like man on fire type of movies. And yeah, I, the tango and cash lane, I I just think is sitting there. Um, it's coming back. It will be back. All right. More awards. The kid Cudi pursuit of happiness award for best needle drop. So when Terry Hatcher gets introduced in the strip joint, they're playing Yaz's don't go a classic early Mm -hmm. eighties movie. (laughs) I like that Mm -hmm. movie. It was a good one. Um, the Den of Thieves Benihana Award for scene-stealing location. The prison's great, but I really like the bad guy lair. I like Palance's, whatever's <laughs> going on there. <laughs> I had, uh, yeah. Wait, it, it's like a giant warehouse. I me offer one for best needle drop. I don't
2: know if this counts because I don't know what the name of this song is, but when Terry Hatcher leaves the, the club and she's dressed up uh, in, in the, the guy's outfit, outfit, the biker, yeah. And then she calls, to, hey, Lynn, let's go. And then that's when Kurt Russell steps out dressed as a woman. And they play that saxophone. Hey, Lynn, let's go. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that. As they, as they move up uh, from his feet up is is really, really charming. Yeah, I think that I, I had the same thing. I wrote down the prison first for scene-stealing location. And then you get in that bad guy layer, which I don't like... Maybe this belongs in unanswerable questions, but like, did he build the mouse maze specifically to do this metaphor with Tango and Cash as the mice, as he when he puts them in there? And I got a bunch of questions about that. But fucking Jack, that's my boy Jack right there, just wiling out for no reason.
0: You're asking if there was real purpose in a movie that went eleven weeks over budget and had three directors. I'm guessing. (laughs) I'm guessing. I'm guessing the best thing was that it was a happy accident. the uh, The Butcher's Girlfriend award for weak link of the film. It's not not a character. I just what is it? So Tango and Cash, they're these super cops. All they're doing is mm-hmm. good stuff for the city of L.A. And the, so they obviously get framed for this one thing, and everybody just believes they were dirty the whole time. Nobody's yeah. pushing. Nobody's pushing back. On this on this narrative, these super cops, these guys who have just crushed it, that they've just decided to be dirty together. Nobody thinks this is weird. They have no lawyers that can get them out of this.
2: Yeah, there's like two or three guys who are like, maybe maybe they didn't do it. Everybody else is like, fuck these cops. Immediately, immediately. And it's awesome.
0: It's <laughs> it's that classic 80s, 90s trope where the guy keeps hitting home runs and everybody's continuing to doubt him. Like Bruce Willis to die hard. How many times do we have to doubt Bruce Willis to die hard?
1: You yeah, guys yeah. come through over and over
0: again and saved hundreds <laughs> of people, thousands of people. Uh, what's age the worst? The fake newspaper game in this movie is really bad. Oh, my God. The it's LA so Chronicle good. headlines. It's so good. <laughs> it's like they clearly had no idea how to go from scene to scene. So they're like, hey, we'll use the newspaper gimmick. And then they just yeah. ride that fucking thing. There's 12 newspapers in this. So many newspapers. Just
2: right into the ground. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. And you know what, Bill? I wish they would have done it more. I wish they would have done it after every scene. I wish we would have got one that says, uh, uh, Ashamed Former Hero Cops Fake Out Bad Guy with Fake Grenade. I wish we would have got that that fucking I, title. They, you probably did get
0: it. They probably cut it yeah. out. So <laughs> uh, a spinoff of this What's of the Words for Fake Newspapers. What is just the concept of newspapers? What a, what yeah. would be the fake newspaper in twenty twenty just be like tweets. It would be, would it be a, a, a yeah, website. A bunch of
2: tweets. They do that thing when like a bunch of shit starts popping up on the screen. Bloop, bloop,
0: bloop, bloop. Or, or, or like uh, tweeting
2: about Tango and Cash TikToks.
0: Yeah, just be tick, they're TikToks. They're doing a of, dance.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what are
0: <they> talking about? So <laughs> more would say the worst. We mentioned the concept of uh, superstar LA cops, which is funny in its own right that there would be superstar cops, but then. This is right at the tail end of where LA cops, it turns for them in movies. Yeah. Where, you know, I think this movie colors with Duval and, and Sean Penn, that late eighties where they could still have the LA cops as the good guys in movies. And then by the time we get into, I don't know, the 91 to 93 range that is flipped. And oh yeah, we're not, we're not making Tango and cash. Maybe that's why they never had a sequel. Um, So I never noticed this until I did the research, but remember I told you about those wet prints? Yeah. That they had to rush it into the theater. So they were really worried. Warner Brothers was really worried about what happened with Cobra, where they wanted to give Cobra an X rating before they finally made like the last minute edits to take some of the violence out. So it was rated R. So in this movie, to to remove that worry, they use jump cuts when people die. So if you watch this carefully, when people die, it like cuts away from them quickly. Like they're about to die and it cuts away when yeah. people are like blowing up or when they're shooting people. Um, they're really careful with the violence. This movie could have been way more violent, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. But they're they're literally making that decision because they're worried about an X rating, which is ludicrous. So yeah. you have that. Um, Producer Craig, before we came on, mentioned the unnecessary nude scenes crammed in to the movie, which to me is like an 80s staple. They were always, from the early 80s to the late 80s, they were just always figuring out, it's like, well, this movie's going to be rated R. Might as well have some nudity. Yeah. So you have like the parking garage. There's just ra- random nudity there for no reason. The strip no joint, he reason. walks in to see Terry Hatcher and just everybody's naked. But uh, I-, I just don't know if they would do that anymore. What what other, uh, what stage of the worst do you have?
2: Uh, those were, those are the, I, I wrote down hero cops for what's age the worst. You mentioned how it changed between 91 and 93. And because right there in the middle was the, was the Rodney King being yep. and the filming of that and like everything. And all the Daryl Gates stuff
0: even before that. Yeah.
2: Y- yeah. 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 Um, that, so that's what, that's what I had. You got, you got mine. I didn't even think about newspapers. I think that's hilarious.
0: <laughs> I, like, those are my, those are the top two right there. Hero cops, newspapers. The Ron Burgundy flew to work for best time for a pee break. I mean, don't get up there in this movie <laughs> for any reason. But there's like a moment right after they escape, before Cash meets Terry Hatcher's character, mm-hmm. that you might be able to sneak in like a one minute pee if you're really fast. Like I, you, I got don't know how much, you got yeah, to you run, you got to run, You're not missing that much. Next category is: Was there a better title for this movie? Um, my answer is: No fucking way. No, no this chance. This title is I've, I've gone, nope <laughs> it's Tango a, and Cash. Perfect. Tango Cash. You could have maybe gone Cash and Tango, but Tango and Cash is just perfect.
2: The, there's a part in there where where Jack Parlin calls them Cash and
0: Tango, and it doesn't sounds work. so
2: weird in yeah, your it ears work.
0: when he says it. It doesn't work. It's like, yeah, it just doesn't work. Um, best quote, we mentioned the I want to get killed by an American jerk-off. Man. All right, the, the Stephen A. Smith Hottest Take Award. Here's my take. Okay. Um, I, I have to be the first person who's ever had this take. All right. The fact that there, were, there was no sequel for this movie is actually an outrage. The fact that there was no Roadhouse sequel and there was no Tangle and Cash sequel, two movies that were dying for sequels in mm-hmm. the 80s and 90s when they would go out of their way to make sequels for movies that never deserved a sequel in a million years And here are two movies that clearly should have had sequels: Roadhouse and Tango and Cash. Especially Tango and Cash, they set it up. These guys were rivals, and now they're working together. So, where does this go? They they obviously they leave the LAPD, right? So now do they become detectives? Like, what's the next step for them? Do they move to a different city? (laughs) Do they leave the country? Where do they go? But give me more Tango and Cash. How do they? Stallone he made. How many Rockies? Like 10? He made like six Rambos. Like Mm -hmm. Stallone has never turned out a sequel. And Kurt Russell, he did Escape from LA. Like he wasn't averse to sequels. So Tang on Cash, I I just don't get it. Explain
2: it to me. I I was hoping you had the answer. I thought that's where we were headed. You were going to explain, this is why they didn't do it. And you were going to know. You didn't ask Kurt when he was there? That should have been a first question you asked. Why have, the fuck was that there no... That should have been my
0: first tango. question. <laughs> hey, Kurt, before we begin, where the fuck is Tango and Cash 2? <laughs> like, Stallone even made three Expendables. I, I People didn't even really like the Expendables that much. Tango and Cash 2, come on. That's a uh, winner. That's a guaranteed winner. Do you
2: have a hottest take or should we move on? <sighs> I do have a hottest take, and I sort of okay. hat tipped uh, or, or tipped it earlier. I think this is the second best buddy cop movie of the 80s wow the only the only one that beats it is beverly hills cop and nothing else that you can list not lethal weapon not let me hold on i put i I put my list together do you Uh, count
0: 48 hours because reggie hammond's technically not a cop he's not
2: he's not technically a cop so you you can't include that one so beverly hills Um, cop
0: you're going with axel with with uh rosewood and the other guy yeah the three of them yeah, yeah, Yeah.
2: yeah yeah um turner and hooch lethal weapon Red Heat, Running Scared, Midnight wait, Midnight Run. I don't, I don't remember. If they were both cops in there.
1: No, um, only one of them was dra- cop.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dragnet, Alien Nation. What, like, this is the second best one out of that for the decade. That's my hottest take. Tango and Cash, which ripped off all of the other ones, ended yeah. up being
0: the second best one. I mean, where did we land on Lethal Weapon 2 versus Lethal Weapon 1? I think two, two is probably better, right?
2: Yeah, for sure. It's yeah, it's it's, it's better. It's faster. The best, the best one though is still was that four when when Jet Li shows up. That's
0: the four fucking is great. one right
2: there. That's the one.
0: Well, if you're talking eighties, I think I have. I'm gonna I'm throwing in forty eight hours because Reggie Hammond pretends to be a cop. Yeah. So I would have I would have that in there and Lethal Two. I'm higher on Running Scared than you. I think. I think I would have Running Scared above Tango and Cash.
2: Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that.
0: I fucking love Running Scared when they when it's they decide really, to leave really Chicago good. and they go to Key it's West. Re- <laughs> it's it's an really incredible ten it's minutes. It's really really also, good. Also, really early. Excellent, Jimmy Smiths in that movie. Yeah, Jimmy. The Jimmy, that's the Jimmy my guy Smiths right Foundation there. is being laid because um, <laughs> then that leads to L.A. Law and 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 Jimmy Smiths era is upon us. But. Uh, I really running scared is another one. Like, how do they not have Billy? Billy Crystal did City Slickers too. He couldn't have done Running Scared too. Man, it's right there. Give it to us. Give it to you us. It's had right the there. Pieces. Billy. The movie made money. <laughs> uh, all right, that that was a good one. Let's. Ah, uh, we'll take one more break and then uh, we'll rip through the rest of the categories. All right, Shay. I'm glad you're sitting down for casting what ifs. Yes. This film was originally known as the Setup. It was based on a script by Randy Feldman, from an idea from Peters and Goober. The stars of the original movies: Sylvester mm-hmm. Stallone, mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze. Oh
2: fuck! That's I mean, that's the only name you could say right there. That would Wait. give a. Uh...
0: You, oh, you really
2: better be sitting down. Like keep oh, keep your butt, butt cheeks firmly on the chair. Uh, they're they're in, they're on the chair. Let's go. I'm ready.
0: I'm holding Swayze on. Swayze drops out to uh-huh. do Roadhouse. Great call. They say, who do we get to get to replace Swayze? Kurt mm-hmm. Russell. Mm-hmm. So, if Swayze stays in the movie, we don't get Kurt Russell and Tango and Cash and we don't get Swayze in Roadhouse.
2: God bless Patrick Swayze as am, always.
0: Yeah. As One of always the most always, important the right decision. casting decisions ever by Dude. an action star. Dude.
2: If they could have done them separately, I don't hate the idea of Patrick, uh, sliding Patrick Swayze in there. I think him and Kurt Russell, similar sort of energy. The fucking Bodhi slide him in. But I'm very happy the way that it worked out. I think it's perfect.
0: Well, can I thought exercises for, you for a second? Let's do it. Swayze stays in the movie with Stallone. Roadhouse now needs somebody to be the cooler and in, in, to be Dalton. They go mm-hmm. get Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell is now mm-hmm. in Roadhouse hmm Instead of Patrick Swayze.
2: hmm
0: Do you like that movie more or less?
2: I probably like it less, but I don't think it's bad. I think Roadhouse is as good as it gets. I think Roadhouse with Kurt Russell, probably in 98. I can hear him right now doing the be nice. That speech, I can hear it in my head, and it doesn't sound terrible. It sounds pretty great.
0: I don't think he pulls off the fight scenes as well. Because Swayze like kind of underrated, you could believe him in different, you know, he he was a fist and a legs fighter in movies. Yeah. Yeah. And Russell was fist only. So I don't think the fight scenes are as good, but I think it's a good, it's a good what if. Um it's a you, great could argue, what if. you could argue Swayze would have been slightly worse in Tango and Cash, and then Russell would have been slightly worse in Roadhouse. So this I worked think, out. I perfectly. think that's
2: exactly right. You know the Swayze leaving this to go do that is like comparable to Jean Claude Van Damme leaving Predator. Remember, he was the original Predator, and goes through Bloodsport.
0: Yeah, perfect. Uh, The only other there's a couple casting stuff with the guy who played Face and the ponytail guy are only supposed to be in the movie for like one or two scenes, but because they were basically rewriting this movie on the fly and creating new scenes. Stallone specifically was like, we need more of these guys in the movie. So that's why Face keeps pop. Face like is not supposed to be in the prison break scene. You can tell. They they just kind of yanked him in. It's like, why is he leading the cops? What's going on? (laughs) Is he in jail? He's not in jail? A
2: a, a part that I had never noticed until I rewatched it this most recent time is that, so the movie starts with, with Stallone shooting Face, at uh, at face while he's in the truck and busting him. And he tells him, put the handcuffs on. You like jewelry? Here you go. Do the honors. And then he's in jail uh, in prison. And when they, they, they're talking to him in prison, the face mentions to Stallone and Russell. He's like, yeah, him and his cop friends broke my jaw. And Russell has that great. You broke that jaw joke. Yeah. Right. But the implication there is in, this was not the first time that, that Stallone busted face. At the start of the movie, they've had multiple run. It's fucking yeah. Batman and Joker, apparently, <laughs> right? Because he didn't break his jaw right there, so
0: it had to have been another time. It's just every part of Jesus. this film. My favorite part, ridiculous. Stallone got the original director, director of photography, fired. Barry Sonnenfeld, who went on to direct a bunch of movies, I thought that was funny. Uh, all right, some quick actor awards. Jack Palance wins the next three. He wins. <laughs> he wins the Teddy KGB actor doing his own thing award. He wins the Jalen Rose Keep Getting Them Checks Award, which I threw in just for fun. (laughs) And obviously he wins the Ruffalo Hannah Rubenick Partridge Overacting Award.
1: They knew and they let it happen. Don't you call me lady. I come in here. I give these things to you. Give me all you got. Give me all you got. I treated you like a son. You fucking stabbed me in the heart. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you.
0: He was doing it. I don't know what his motivation is for this movie. And I wonder like if the, the director and the producers, they must have had a phone call two days in and like, boy, Jack is really going for it. Should we scale it back? No, you can't. It's Jack Pounce. You gotta gotta let him go. Just let him he's let him go. He's a great actor. Just let him do his thing. And he sticks to it the whole movie. He never veers from whatever crazy character he decided to create for this. Never. Even at the end, even when he's staring down inevitable
2: death. He's still throwing out fucking riddles and and jokes <laughs> like what? what is,
0: there's mirrors. What's going on here, sir? What's happening right now? He's the only thing we have in 2022 that's remotely close. Is Kendrick Perkins's Twitter feed when he does stuff like <laughs> like he had a tweet. We're taping this on a Friday. A tweet today where it's like Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook can be the most dangerous defensive duo in the league. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was like a total Jack Palance and Tango and Cash thing. I'm like, is he serious? <laughs> is this a bit? What's happening here? Is that sarcasm? Um, all right, best that guy awards. So three of the that guys in this movie are not actually that guys because I feel like they graduated from being that guys. But Brian James, we mentioned James Hong, they one of yeah. the the Asian guy in the limo, with Jack Palance. He he was in mm-hmm. just a shitload of stuff in the 80s and 90s, and then Clint Howard's in this movie, who eventually became Clint Howard. We do have the face guy. Yeah. I don't know where else I've seen him. I know I've seen him in other things, but he's like that guy with the uh, face Mania from Tango Cash. Maniac Cop. Great one. That's it. Yeah. But the winner to me is the sweating guy from Total Recall.
2: Oh, that's a good call. I have a different, I have a different winner there. You know who I have? Who? I have uh, Adolfo Quinones. That's the guy who, uh, hey Elvis, what size do you wear? Where they take the biker clothes? That's the guy from Electric Boogaloo, Breaking, like those movies. Oh that's my him God. right there. <laughs> that's him right there. I was that's so happy one. to see him pop up.
0: Great category. Deanne Waiter's award. We could go with face hair or Terry Hatcher. I actually like Terry Hatcher in this movie. I, I, she does a lot with a little. I, don't, I still don't know what her character was. So She's Stallone's sister. She's a stripper, but she's a stripper with a heart of gold. But she likes cash. And also cash. she... Doesn't strip, stripper. Doesn't strip. She dances in a bikini. Who's a stripper
2: drummer and she's a masseuse. She's the best actor, like in the like she's doing the real movie. Everybody else is is playing around. She's doing like a like she. You slide her. I think into any movie you want. She's so good. Um,
0: Yeah, let's go with let's go with let's go her. And um, just I guess like being a masseuse is her eventual love. She's at the strip joint to pay for. Her grad school degree as a masseuse. I I, I didn't really understand. Not a lot of backstory. Who knows that what's character. going on? Recasting couch. We're gonna bring producer Craig in here. Uh oh. Producer Craig, can you come in? Yep. Shay doesn't know this, but give give Shay your take on Stallone in this movie.
1: <laughs> uh, I. Uh, Shay's gonna hate me, but this is the. And I don't want to be negative guy. I don't want that to be my thing, but. Uh, this, this, this was guy. the first time I was like, oh, Stallone's just bad in this. <laughs> like He's, That's it? That's he's the whole not thing. bad in all the other movies. I was, like Even like Cobra, I'm like, I'm in. But this one, I was like, oh, Stallone's, this is a miss for Stallone. The comedy in Stallone don't mix well. There's a reason why he doesn't do comedy, I think. You're out of your mind, Craig. <laughs> I've never so, liked anyone less
2: well, than I like you right now.
0: Let's. This is like, I remember when Shay turned on Tate Frazier and it almost <laughs> tore the ringer apart. I don't what was, what was the impetus of you turning on Tate. I hope I don't you don't turn on Craig. remember what he said. Yeah. Um, Shay, a thought experiment, though, let's talk this out because Craig makes okay. a key point. Stallone, not great at comedy. On the other hand, one of the great things about Tango and Cash is that Stallone's not great at comedy, which is what makes it so entertaining. Unintentional. Watching him yeah. try to be funny. Yeah. yeah, he's so he's bringing unintentional comedy. But if you just had Bruce Willis in this part, what is Tango and Cash? If it's Bruce Willis and Kurt Russell in Tango and Cash with a better director, what is there a higher ceiling for this movie?
2: Yeah, because Bruce Willis doesn't do... Tango. Bruce Willis does cash. You can't right. have two
0: caches. You know what I mean? But what if he's doing basically he's playing that stockbroker, tight hair? He's basically playing the rich prick. Like he did this in Miami Vice. He played like a, you know, an arms dealer, bad guy wearing suits, arm dealer person. I, I felt like he pulled it off. So I, I don't know. Him. I was trying to think, could there be a better Stallone? I wouldn't touch this movie personally, but I, I just wanted to thought experiment it. Here you go, Harrison Ford. Mm.
2: Oh, interesting. Slide Harrison Ford in as Tango, and and maybe
0: it's it's definitely different. So Harrison Ford, like as a regarding Henry, Harrison Ford first twenty yeah, minutes yeah, of regarding yeah, Henry, yeah, yeah, where he's exactly. like he's like a Wall Street guy. How about Michael Douglas? Yeah.
2: Michael Douglas can do it too. Just fucking just you just call him Gordon Gecko the whole time. <laughs> like do, do that. Douglas isn't big enough.
1: Harrison Ford has a physicality to him.
2: Yeah, Schwarzenegger. You could. He's never been funny, so it might work out perfect. <laughs> what are you talking it's about? He's funny in Terminator. <laughs>
0: he's unintentionally funny. Yeah. Now I'm. I'm keeping Stallone. I just want to talk about. It. All right. Thanks, producer Craig. Yep. Sorry, Shay. so. Yeah. Half faster. Half faster research. <laughs> Hot off the press, Shay, September two thousand nineteen. Stallone, who's really lost his mind over the last year in a bunch of different ways, but he revealed that he has a story written for a potential sequel, Fuck and this. that he's been talking to Kurt Russell about signing on. Would you watch Tango and Cash right now? So
2: I, I, I would quit my job to watch that movie. That's what I. I would watch it so fast. Do you? Do you still have Stallone season tickets?
0: No. No. You I haven't don't. seen Samaritan. Now there's there's some Stallones I missed. I but late 90s kind of fell by the wayside with the season tickets. I had it for a long time though. One of my longest season ticket guys. The um I was thinking about Tank on Cash 2 with Stallone now and Kurt Russell now. Netflix, what are you doing? Just just cut a check. (laughs) So what what is that? 30 million for the two of them? Like just what are you doing? Who's not clicking on Tango and Cash 2 on Netflix on the main screen? I'm watching that right now. Uh, We mentioned The uh, Face was played by Robert Zadar and then Brian James played the Cockney guy and they ended up writing way more lines for them. The Climactic Battle in the Quarry was shot in a real quarry in Irwindale, California, east of Los Angeles. Every shot was filmed by 11 cameras at least. And... Some of the setups were so dangerous, the stuntmen were only allowed to do them one time. Said, so one crack, that's it. We're not doing this twice. These are too dangerous. And you could feel it. In the, I, I actually it. am surprised nobody died as they were filming this. I love all the stuff you're saying right now. Right after the film was released, a extremely dangerous batch of heroin was sold in the Bronx and had Tangong cash stamped on the bags.
1: No and all way. These
0: all these people were overdosing, sometimes fatally, and NYPD was driving around the neighborhood on speakers, telling people not to use the Tango and Cash heroin. So kind of a weird legacy there. Um the Danish part where Cash turns to Tango and he says, Have you stopped for coffee in a Danish? And Tango says, I hate Danish. Mm-hmm. He was getting divorced from Brigitte Nielsen, who was Danish. That was a Brigitte Nielsen dig. Oh, wow. I hate Danish, was right. It was a little. Little wow. shot, yeah. Wow, that's all I have for uh half-assed research.
2: I've never been a like taking drugs kind of guy. I tried weed, yeah, once, twice, and I was like, this is not for me. I don't drink or even smoke cigarettes. But if you gave me a drug and it was like this is the Tango and Cash heroin, <laughs> tango, like, and, right. tango and Cash crack, I would have tried
0: it. I would have tried it. <laughs> well, you try it every time it's on TNT. Um, Apex Mountain. Stallone, no. Kurt Russell. So I was thinking about it because Tequila Sunrise
2: <laughs> Talk a year into before. It. Talk yourself into it. <laughs> well,
0: late 80s Kurt Russell, I do feel like he had a lot of sway at that point for mm-hmm. whatever reason, but I don't feel like it's there yet. I, I, I do think um, Tombstone was probably after Tombstone, I feel like he had the most juice because we know this because they did Escape from LA as a sequel in '96. So Tombstone is so good. Yeah, so I feel like it's probably mid '90s for him. Uh, I think.
2: Uh, I think part of the reason this movie is so much fun, Tango and Cash. I mean, is it because it's not? Uh, it's not Apex Mountain for anybody in it. Not one single except person. for Face. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> even him
0: is even his is maniac cop, right? Yeah, Brian James, it's got to be 48 hours. Buddy cop movies, in the 80s buddy cop movies, you have the second. I have it a little lower, but uh, for unintentional buddy cop movies, it might be unintentional comedy buddy cop movies that might be up there. Apex Mount for the Los Angeles Chronicle. Fi- there like it is. You 12.
2: Did it. You did it.
0: You did it. 12 <laughs> front <found> pages. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is a tough one. I'm going to let you decide. Stallone prison movies. Okay. All Apex right. Mountain, would you go this or Lockup?
2: No, Lockup. Lockup is too good. Lockup lock has, lock has a prison football game in it, in the
0: mud. Ugh. This is your audition for the Lockup rewatchables, and your application has been accepted because the prison football game is one of the best sports scenes of like the last 35 years that's not in Dude, a sports movie. I love that scene.
2: They're running the, they're running the fucking power eye to perfection. That's what they're doing.
0: I'll, I'll, <laughs> also, like, until Cliffhanger, the most grunts and... Uh, that Stallone's ever done in a movie. It's like seven different it, times. He's just either hanging from something or breaking through something or fighting off something.
2: I love... I, I fucking love when when Eclipse comes in and he just grabs the t- the lineman and he's like, or whoever, get on the other team, you're already playing for them. And he's just doing it himself now. He fucking takes two positions. Eclipse just comes in. He's like, just run behind me, baby.
0: Yeah, that's when you talk about like when Cruz trying to do sports movies versus like Stallone in lockup. Stallone, it's just a whole other level of believable athlete. Yeah. Um, lethal Weapon rip, ripoffs, clearly Apex Mountain. Cross the beam moments. I was trying to think of meta moments where a character acknowledges that they've been another character in another movie, even though they're playing the character in the movie. This is way up there. I don't know what the Apex Mountain is for that. But I I think it might be this. I think
2: it, maybe you can argue. I don't know if this exactly applies, but they they make that joke in Last Action Hero where Stallone yeah. is Terminator and Arnold Schwarzenegger is looking at the poster, like that sort of stuff. Uh, but yeah, just 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 because it's Stallone making fun of wasn't one of his most iconic creations
0: ever. It's it's really high up there. Best racehorse name is the next category. Mhm. Would you so you're at you're at the Kentucky Derby and there's three horses. One is called Ray Tango. One is called Tango and Cash and one is just called Tango. Which one would you bet mm-hmm. on? I would I would
2: bet on Tango. Just I love
0: tango. tango. Just Tango. Yeah. It's so good. Ray Tango. We didn't talk about like... Tango, obviously an Italian name. Did they shorten it when his ancestors got off the boat in 1918? Was it Tangioletti And they just said, like, yeah, yeah, we're shopping that Tango. Don't see Tango. I haven't seen Tango a lot in
2: real life. It's definitely his... Full name was Raymond <laughs> Right. and he was like, "I'm they're never shit. gonna make it in America <laughs> with this name."
0: Uh, Pickenitz. So, why would Tango and Cash cop a plea? Were you okay with that? Yeah, <laughs> they're just gonna be felons, uh, uh, <laughs> and not, they don't get to be cops anymore. What happens, man? Who
2: who knows? Okay, who knows? They plead no contest. No contest. Uh, that basically means you can't be a cop again, right? I'm 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 certain. Pretty pretty sure. Eighteen. 18 months for murder. It's like,
1: <laughs> they're
0: admitting <laughs> guilt. Going on. There's a lot going on. They get transferred to maximum security prison and none of this is weird at all. Nobody's monitoring Nobody where they comes went. to look for them. Yeah. Nobody's like, Nobody. where are these guys? We, What happened to that really? At the other prison who's waiting for them, they just don't show up. That That's yeah. kind of skipped over. We mentioned this earlier. How fast do they get killed in prison? It's at least five minutes. They're just both dead. Nobody, so they escape from prison. Nobody stakes out the apartment that Tango's stripper sister lives in. Nobody's like, let's send one person there just in case he goes there. (laughs) He's got one family member. They know (laughs) nothing about his background. (laughs) And then another picking that you mentioned before, the uh, Terry Hatcher, the stripper that doesn't strip. Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty sure in a strip joint, you're supposed to take off your clothes. I, I don't know if people were there to watch her play the drums. Um, yeah, I mean I we've, she's just a drummer. She's just she's a drummer. Just, <laughs> she's just had her drum career. We've mentioned a bunch of other nitpicks already. Any other picking nits that we missed? Man, I this
2: whole movie is like one long picking nit, which is my favorite part, Bill. It's my favorite
0: part. <laughs> well, what about Jack Palance's office? Is in this quarry in the middle of nowhere. That's where he drives to work every day. It's like, honey, I'm going to work. Thirty-five minute it, ride, and then ten minutes just in the quarry getting to his secret living warehouse. I think a quarry is an underutilized location for
2: an action movie sequence. It happens in that. this one, uh, Taken. Yeah. When he goes and with the, when he's driving that Jeep, uh, Reacher,
0: when they have the shootout in there, like great quarry thing. Put You're right. A
2: bunch of rocks. Yeah.
0: You're right. Yeah, City of Industry in LA, um, which doesn't, I don't think, have any real people living in it, but I always feel like that anytime I've ever driven by it, I've always felt like they could film 10 movie scenes like the uh, Tango and Cash ending. Next category: sequel, prequel, prestige TV, all black cast or untouchable. I was trying to think if they, what the prestige TV version of this would be, and then my brain broke, and it, and i I don't think it's possible. <laughs> I think this movie's, Untouchable. I, I wouldn't remake it. I don't know if it can be remade. I don't think you can
2: remake it. You don't I don't touch it. I, think, I think you have to do Stallone's sequel is the only thing. I will say, though, I was, I was doing the same thing you were where I was trying to figure out what's the prestige TV version of this. I think maybe, because he's out there and you know he's looking for stuff to do, is you call up Michael Mann and you're like, Mike, can you give us eight episodes of a Tango and Cash? Prestige Heat style like
0: a Heat version of Tango and Cash I'm in I'm in I mean he did the Tokyo Vice thing for HBO Max it seems like he's available he's doing a Heat 2 book did you read that? Uh, Chris Ryan read it I haven't read it yet Chris Ryan loved it it's fucking good you
2: read it? It's Uh, yeah we we went on a little vacation Um, I watched Heat I rewatched it and then read the book immediately after and the book starts right like the day after the movie ends so you're with you're with uh, Pacino chasing Val Kilmer, and it's really good. It's re- You're wow. going to love it.
0: I remember the first like six years I knew you trying to get you to watch Heat. Yeah, I was dodging it. And I, it turns I, I didn't, out, didn't understand it. It was like, turns you, out nobody a, loves bank heist movies more than you, like on the planet. And you're just like, par- it's like you were saving it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like everybody was telling me it was the greatest heist movie ever. And I was like, well, I'm kind of nervous to watch it because for a lot of reasons and then uh i was just gonna mess with you a little bit about it it seemed like a fun thing to do you and chris i'm not gonna watch that guys when i would say that you would fucking wasp
0: it around my head fucking hornet's nest and it was cool and there we are but, yeah, but think you lost like four years of your life where heat could have been in your life like you the only I loser could. was you yeah that's true you had that's four a, years where you could have been watching Heat. That is just nothing. Running no heat. <laughs> no heat runs at all. <laughs> Instead, you replaced theme. it with Dead of Thieves.
2: Um, a, my my book title of my memoir is "The Only
0: Loser Is Me." That's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good title. <laughs> Next category: Better with Wayne Jenkins, Danny Trejo, Catherine Hahn, Steve Buscemi, Sam Jackson, J.T. Walsher, Phil Baker Hall. Young Buscemi would have been really good in this movie and made sense. <laughs> He would have been really funny. I don't know really who good. he plays, but I think he's additive. Maybe he's faces sidekick. He plays uh he plays
2: Clinton Howard's character. Right. And you give him a few he's more. And you give him a few more. Prison lines. roommate.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great call. Next category is just one Oscar who gets it. So obviously nobody, but I think I would vote for the director just because three different directors accepting the best director for a movie would have been hilarious. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's Get go up uh, there, <laughs> Andre. You go first. You directed the first two thirds of the movie. Um, unanswerable questions. We mentioned did the movie invent fubar? I think it did. Any other uh, unanswerables for you? I want to know if the
2: relationship between Cash and Kiki worked out. I would like to. I would like to know how that went because they definitely dated afterward. So, I mean, that could have been I mean, part of the Tango on and
0: Cash 2 sequel, right? They're married. Yeah. It starts with I the wedding. To... Obviously, she gets kidnapped within the first half hour of the movie, and then Tango and Cash have to team up. Maybe Tango's mad about the wedding.
2: Yeah. I want to they know, didn't know what, want the day, married? what the like, when they get to work the next day, do they just let them back or like, oh, you're cool? Like, where, were, where was the proof?
0: That they had been wronged. You know what I mean? So I had that. That was the next category the and Red Zuantane Award for what happened yeah, the next yeah, yeah. day. So do they, do the charges eventually get dropped? I mean, they that's were convicted of no contest. So I guess that gets dropped, right? And then they get to be cops again. So they just go back to the office.
2: Well, but that's the thing. They don't, they don't collect any evidence that they were innocent. Like they kind of, I guess they kind of talk to the one guy who has, who like forged the the video. I mean, the audio, Michael Jeter's character. Yeah. They, they they talked to him, but like, I don't know. They just got out of, they broke out of prison and then they killed like 40 more people.
0: Yeah. Our evidence is everybody's now dead.
1: So yeah. you have yeah. nobody to
2: interview. <laughs>
0: Here's our evidence. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happens to Tango Cash. That could have been good for the sequel. Best double feature choice for this movie. I had lockup. Like yeah, if we're going it, 1989 Stallone prison, let's just double it up. <laughs> Let's what would you it. watch That's first, so Tango fun. and Cash or Lockup?
2: I would watch Tango and Cash first, and then go in the lockup. Then it gets and darker. And then I would pretend yeah. this is Tango in in prison. Now he didn't he didn't get Instead off. Of Frank, real. he yeah. didn't get off. <laughs> what uh, what piece of memorabilia would you want from this movie? Uh, I want I want the the guard dog with a gun in his mouth that explodes. Owens <laughs> Owens prototype. I want that. That's
0: what I want. What are you going? That's with? a good one. <laughs> I'd probably take the two belts that, the, that Tango and Cash use oh, to slide down the good. thing. Just have them that's like good. hanging in an office somewhere. That's really good. Coach Finstock Award for best life lesson. I, I don't really know if there's a lot of life lessons from Tango and Cash. Do you have any?
2: <laughs> I certainly I couldn't come th- up with any. <laughs> I was going to ask. Uh, I was going to ask you. There's the part when they decide they're going to jump to the power line and grab a hold of it. And Tango is like, oh great, we're gonna get electrocuted. And Cash is like, it doesn't work like that. If your feet aren't touching the ground, you won't get electrocuted.
0: So that's the life lesson. I think it's true.
2: Okay, so we can grab a power line. We're good. Grab power lines. As is long that why birds don't
0: get shocked? Yeah, and squirrels. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Well, there you go. We learned. Let's try it. I think we both agree who won the movie. Yeah. Wait. Kurt, you're gonna say Kurt? Kurt Russell.
0: Okay,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. We agree, then. We agree. Too
0: good. We know producer Craig did the thought Stallone didn't win it. Tell you that much. Produ- producer Craig,
2: can. Uh, we should put producer Craig in prison for 25 years. That's how I feel <laughs> right He's going
0: to plead no contest, think he's going to minimum security <laughs> prison and end up going to maximum <laughs> security prison. Uh, Craig, come back because we've made Craig watch oh. a lot of 80s movies and the rewatchables. Not his generation. He texted me last no. night He's just all completely in on the genre. He's so glad it's in
1: his life. Yeah. Um, Thank God they made these. What else did you say, Craig? It's just so different. It's just so, there's nothing like 80s action movies now. And I think that's why it's so refreshing. There's nothing like Lethal Weapon or Tango and Cash or like Predator, Cobra. They're all just like, it's almost like a new genre. Like watching The Gray Man is nothing like watching Tango and Cash. So- I like how simple and cheesy and filled with mega stars they are. I, I, think, uh, I think they're great. Lethal Weapon is like one of my all-time favorites.
0: I think the no. real problem is that we don't have the stars like we mentioned before. And it's not just the stolen Schwarzenegger. It's that next level of like the, the people who are great actors who could also be in these movies like Mel Gibson and Bruce Willis and Kurt Russell. And for whatever reason, like the Chris Evans generation doesn't seem like it translates the same way. I, I thought Gray Man was boring.
1: They don't feel unique to me. Like Chris Evans is faceless almost. Like Kurt Russell is only Kurt Russell. Right. Chris Evans, you could swap in anybody to be Chris Evans and it, and it would be the same movie. I don't feel that same way about Stallone and Schwarzenegger and Kurt Russell. They're all very unique to me. Everything, everything got inverted. And in that it used to be, there's a the movie
2: star making the movie and now it's, there's the movie and yeah. then some people
1: in it. You know what I mean? The IP drives. Right. The-
0: and it kind of doesn't matter who the actors are. The only one. I mean, Denzel, who's got to be what? In his mid late sixties at this point. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one who can put out stuff like the equalizer where it's like, cool, I'm going to go get to see Denzel in some sort of situation where he's got to blow away a bunch of people.
1: Or it's yeah. like Brad Pitt and bullet train. Like I went to see it because Brad Pitt was in bullet train, but that doesn't happen too often anymore.
0: Yeah. I didn't. Uh, bullet train wasn't on my list. Should I see Bullet Train? Was it good? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good.
1: It's, it's like Knives Out, but action-y on a train. Interesting.
0: All right. This was fun. Tango and Cash. Shea Serrano, good to see you. I feel like- We're pulling you into a couple more rewatchables, so be ready. We we get a little more of you lately now that uh, your life's settled down a little bit.
2: I feel like we should end this with a high five.
0: They fucking end the movie with a high five, Bill. <laughs> we forgot to They mention end that. Tango, they end like tango a, and Cash- It's not even a high five. five. It's like kind of their fingers are intertwined. And I don't know what's going on with it. Eye contact and smiles. This was produced by our guy, Craig Horlbeck. We'll see you next week on The Rewatch. Peace.